0: The following is a sermon from Christ Memorial Church. We are a multi-site church in the St. Louis area. We are compelled by two words, loved and sent. We believe everyone is loved deeply by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and everyone is sent with great purpose wherever they go. You can find out more about us at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Enjoy the following sermon.
1: Are you experiencing any of the following symptoms? Shortness of breath. Cough, loss of taste or smell, new congestion, sore throat, headache, body aches. Have you been around in close contact with anyone experiencing these symptoms? Do you have a fever? My guess is most of you uh, have been asked those kinds of questions recently in the last few weeks, maybe several times. Uh, of course, these questions are designed uh, to help get at whether or not someone might have COVID, uh, whether they might be a risk to spread it to someone else, or if they should go talk to their doctor for more testing. And, and these symptoms could be something else. It could just be seasonal allergies or a common cold. It could be uh, the flu or congestion because the furnace is all kicked on again this week. Sometimes a headache... It's just a headache, but the questions are important nonetheless, because answering these questions helps to diagnose whether or not a potentially much more serious problem is happening, and of course, that's what symptoms do. They're indications that something else is going on. Last week, we talked about devotion, about wholehearted single-minded devotion to Jesus above everything else. How Jesus is not one thing among many things in our lives, but Jesus is everything. Uh, He's our all, and he demands our all over and above everything else. And as we listen to the words of Jesus, Pastor Jeff gave us a few questions to think about, kind of a a spiritual screening, uh, if you will. Uh, First, we talked about treasure. Uh, If someone looked at your bank account, your bank statement, what would that say about your heart? And we talked about the focus of your eye. If someone looked at your schedule and your calendar, uh, the things you spend your time on, what would that say that you value? We talked about masters. If someone observed your behavior, your habits for a period of time, what would that say about you? Who or what you're patterned after? Like any good doctor, I'm going to ask a few few follow-up questions. Uh, This first one I got from... uh, friend of mine who's a pastor out in California, uh, he posted this to Facebook and he asked, uh, fill in the blank, all we need to do is what? Uh, You could think about that in terms of your life as an individual, uh, a family or your workplace, uh, even our country. All we need to do is blank. And then the second one, what is it that you worry about losing or, or maybe not having enough of? Uh, what is that person or thing that you wonder about in the future? Is that really going to be there, especially when I need it most? What do you worry about losing? As you think about these questions, either right now or later on this week, uh, I've got to warn you to be careful because how you answer might just reveal something waiting to be your God. Little g the thing that you're most devoted to, uh, the thing that wants to be your master, even over and above Jesus. Uh, Luther defined a God as, as that thing or person that we look to for all good, uh, that we run to, we flee to, for refuge in times of trouble. Uh, a God is our source of provision and security. And so whatever it is that your heart relies on, Luther says, that thing is really your God. And these questions, the ones from last week in These two additional ones today help us get at what is it our hearts really rely upon. Like a health screening, looking for symptoms of a a physical illness. These help get under the surface to say, what is it you and I are devoted to above everything else? And in what way might they indicate a spiritual sickness? Which brings us right up to our text for today, Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount. And these words come right on the heels of what we heard Jesus say last week. Uh, I'd invite you to read these with me. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will wear, and the body more than clothing. Pastor Pro Tip for you, uh, as you're reading the Bible, whenever you see the word therefore, you should pause, go back, reread the few verses that came before, or maybe even a couple paragraphs, uh, because the word therefore, it's a connector word. It, it brings together what was just said with what's about to be said, uh, and that's true in this case. Jesus is connecting what he's about to say, uh, what he says about not being anxious with everything that he just said about being devoted to him above all else. Jesus is giving the reasons why it's safe, why it's even possible to be devoted to him first when we have so many real and perceived needs out there clamoring for our attention. It's almost as if Jesus is saying, therefore, because I am your treasure, because I am the focus of your attention, because I am your good and gracious master, therefore, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious because you have a good and gracious Father who knows your needs. Do not be anxious, because you have a Father who gives abundantly to all of his children. Jesus says, Do not be anxious and it's almost as if he's anticipating the objections he's going to get uh, based on what he said last week. For the most part, the disciples Jesus was talking to were not rich people. Some of them, perhaps, but not most of them. Uh, They didn't have a savings account. They didn't have a refrigerator stocked with food. They didn't go into their closet every morning and have a choice of a dozen different outfits to put on. By and large, these were people who lived hand to mouth. And so you can understand how someone in that position, uh, for someone like that, securing food and clothing, even day to day, is, is a top priority. And you can understand, then, how Jesus' words, how his instructions to put God above even that might be met with doubt and skepticism and anxiety. Anxiety here is not specifically kind of the mental health type of anxiety we think of. It's not an anxiety disorder. Uh, and it's not even a general uh, unease or worry, although that's certainly included. Uh, when Jesus says, do not be anxious, he's saying, do not be unduly concerned about. Do not put too much weight on something that can't support your hopes and your needs. Do not be preoccupied with other things. The kind of anxiety Jesus is talking about is a symptom. It's an indication that perhaps the heart is, is pointed, it's aimed at the wrong thing. The trust, a person's trust is in the wrong place. Nothing is allowed to come first before Jesus. Not even good things, not even necessities, not even things as basic as food and water and clothing. It's a shocking statement. But Jesus goes right after these unspoken anxieties, these questions uh, that may have been swimming around the minds of his disciples as they say, Jesus, I understand what you're saying. I know that I should put God first, that I should put you first in my life, but I've got to eat, and I've got to take care of my family. And and if you say I either have to be devoted to you or despise you, and, and the other choice is food, how do I do that? And Jesus goes right after these concerns. But he does it in, in a gentle and almost a playful way. He doesn't come down hard on his disciples. He doesn't condemn them uh, as idolaters for chasing after food and clothing over him. But instead, through a series of rhetorical questions, he, he peels back the layers on their anxiety. Jesus asks, you know, the, the birds don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the stock market, right? Right? And and those wildflowers over there, they're not up to date on the latest fashion and they don't go shopping looking for the bargain racks, right? And yet, your father takes care of them, doesn't he? And if God takes care of such insignificant, temporary parts of his creation as birds and wildflowers, won't he take care of you? Won't he see that all of your needs are met? Oh, you of little faith. And with this last question, Jesus puts his finger right on the heart of the issue. Our faith is too little. We doubt whether or not God really sees, whether or not he really knows the things that we need. Uh, And even if he does, we doubt that he's going to do anything about it. So we think, for the most part, that it's up to us. The root cause, the anxiety that Jesus is talking about in these verses is a lack of trust in God. There's a movie uh, that came out in the mid-90s called The American President. Uh, Perhaps you've seen it. Uh, It stars Michael Douglas and Nat Benning. I think Martin Sheen's in it. Maybe it's one of the other Sheens. Uh, But it follows uh, this fictional president during an election year when his approval ratings are plummeting, his leadership is being called into question, uh, and it, it gets so uh, critical that now there's infight amongst his staff and his cabinet. Uh, and at one point, his press secretary confronts him in the Oval Office over his lack of leadership, and he says this to him. He says, people want leadership, Mr. President. And in the absence of genuine leadership, they'll listen to anyone who steps up to the microphone. They want leadership. They're so thirsty for it. They'll crawl through the desert toward a mirage. And when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand. You and I crave security. It's it's a basic human need, uh, to know that our future is secure, to know that our children and grandchildren will have a chance at a good future, uh, to be assured, uh, we have a hunger and a thirst to be assured that everything's going to be okay. And if we're not convinced that God will secure that future for us, we go looking for alternatives. We're tempted to pin our hopes to things like a vaccine, like a political candidate, like a diversified investment portfolio with lots of zeros on the end, a person, a relationship, even ourselves. And it's not so much that we're convinced that those other things are so great and can care for all of our needs. We're not. Uh, In fact, they make us anxious because we know that they can't really bear all of the weight of our hopes and dreams and our need for security. But when we're not convinced that God will provide all of that, we're tempted to go after these lesser alternatives, we become preoccupied with them. It's like looking for water in the desert and settling for sand. So often, you and I are the ones with little faith. But even little faith is still faith. And Jesus calls his disciples to faith in their Heavenly Father, in the God who knows and the God who gives. Uh, Jesus says this Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles, the godless ones, seek after all of these things. And your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. In these verses, we see God doing two things. First, God knows. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need food and drink and clothing. He knows that you're scrambling to figure out how to be at home with your kids and still get your work done. He knows that you're dreading another season of loneliness and isolation that looks like it's looming down on us. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows the moments of your life. He knows. He's not absent. He's not checked out. You have a Heavenly Father who knows everything about you. And you have a heavenly Father who gives. Who doesn't just sit back and ignore his children's cries. But he responds and he gives. Uh, This word in the very last line, given to you, uh, we heard it translated earlier as added. And and both of it, it kind of carries this connotation of uh, abundance. That God gives more and more and more. Everything we could ever want and then he gives more. Abundance. Is one of the hallmarks of the coming kingdom. It's not like your father just created you and sort of uh, kicked you out of the nest, wished you luck, and told you to fend for yourself. But every day, he provides everything you need to support this body and this life, and every day he promises you that even more is coming in the life to come. You have a father who knows, and you have a father who gives abundantly, to all of his children. And right here, we see the difference between anxiety and faith. Anxiety is always looking forward. It's always looking into an uncertain future and wondering when the next shoe is going to drop. Anxiety asks questions like, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? always looking for risks, for danger ahead, and wondering how it's going to be met. And in this type of world, it turns a person in on himself or herself so that all they can think about, all they can be preoccupied with, is their own needs. And you can understand how someone living a life without God would be anxious, because by and large, a secure future depends on themselves. Faith is different. Faith doesn't first look to the future. Faith looks to the past. In faith, you remember all of the ways that God has already come through for you, all of the needs of yours that he has already met. You remember that this is the God who came down from heaven to seek you that this is the God who bled and died for you on a cross, who rose again from the dead for you. And so you ask, if God gave me his only son, what is he going to hold back from me? Of course, the answer is nothing. Faith remembers the promises of God that nothing can separate you from his love, not even death, that nothing can stop the future that he has planned for you. Faith trusts and these promises and looks forward to the coming kingdom, the spot that your heavenly Father has reserved for you to be with Him forever. Faith looks to the past and faith lives in the present. Faith seeks The righteousness of God present right now, it takes its eyes up and out. It's focused on the kingdom of God, his righteousness, the ways that God is making the world right, even now. And when you hear righteousness, don't think about uh, church services and uh, a private Jesus time and uh, little chubby angels sitting on clouds playing harps. That's, That's not the idea of righteousness. It's not piety. But instead, righteousness is being in a right relationship with God a relationship of trust, relationship of faith. And when you trust, when you fully are fully convinced that God will take care of all of your needs, it sets you free to go out and participate in the reign and rule of God right now for the sake of others. It frees you from anxiety about your own future. It frees you to be generous with your time, with your attention, with your money. It frees you to get in on what God is doing right now and it doesn't worry so much about tomorrow because it knows God's going to take care of that too. That's the difference between anxiety and faith. Faith's not naive. It knows that there's days Where there will be hunger, where there will be thirst. But it directs all of that back to God the God who knows, the God who gives. And it's reminded of the promise that those who hunger and thirst for Him, for His righteousness, will be satisfied. Because when you have God, you get everything else too. So do not be anxious, for the Lord is near
0: to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you again for listening to the sermon from Christ Memorial. If you happen to be in St. Louis or live in St. Louis, we would love to meet you and have you join us for worship on Sunday. We are located in South County, St. Louis at 5252 South Lindbergh. We also have a city site called Reliant that is located on the St. Louis University Medical Campus in Crave Coffee House. You can find all of our worship times and information at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Hope you have a good day. And remember, you are loved by God deeply through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you are sent with great purpose wherever you go. Have a good day.